Hello and welcome back to The Waiting Room. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Dara and I will be your host. I'm a veterinary marketeer and content creator and on this podcast, we come together to help you build your best practice. On this episode of the podcast, I catch up with Mariah Frederick from Covetris UK to talk all about branding. So, guys, let's dive in to this one with Mariah Frederick. So welcome to Mariah Frederick. Mariah, you're very welcome to the Waiting Room Podcast. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, guys, for you, those of you listening, this is the podcast that almost uh, didn't happen because obviously we're in the middle of the COVID pandemic and we're all working from home. So uh, there was some there were some technical difficulties this morning. Yeah. How have you? I wanted this to be a, a COVID free zone, but how have you been getting on? Oh, it, I think everybody's been having some difficulties with it, um, but I'm trying to just stay busy, come up with some fall activities now that it's the holiday time, um, just try to feel as normal as possible within the confines of our home. Obviously, we're moving back towards a lockdown, but keeping spirits up, keeping busy. Good. That's the only thing you can do. So, Mariah, for our listeners, maybe give yourself a brief introduction. Let us know where you come from and how you got to be in, in Scotland and working with Covetris. Yeah, so obviously I am American. I don't have a Scottish accent. I didn't I, <laughs> I um, grew up in Indiana and studied business there at the Kelly School of Business. I did marketing and operations management majors, um, so some supply chains and marketing. And then I worked for Newell Rubbermaid in a brand management capacity in Charlotte, North Carolina for about four years, and then got my master's of business over in the University of the West of Scotland. That's how I got moved over here. Um, And when I found the job with Covetris, which uh, I'm now working full time as the category manager for consultancy and new business development within Covetris and working on a lot of different brand elements as well. Cool. Amazing. So take us back to Indiana to high school. Did Mariah, did she always want to be in marketing and business? No, I, I was somebody that bounced around a lot between a ton of different, I changed my major in college several times. I wanted to do a little bit of everything. And I think that's kind of how I ended up really falling in love with marketing and what I do, because the, the type of work and the variety and the opportunities available within the spectrum of marketing are so vast. I mean, I've done everything from work and developing new products to liaison with supplier to um, pricing. I mean, there's just so many every day in the life of a marketer, I feel like is so different. And so that's something that really appealed to me in high school, because I wanted to do kind of a little bit of everything. And that's what I feel like I do get the opportunity to do within a brand capacity. It is. It's a crazy varied job. Like no day is the same as, as the as the next or the previous one. Did you always have that kind of a business entrepreneurial mindset? Did you ever want to start your own business? I think a lot of people, um, especially where I come from, the end goal is to maybe start your own business. I definitely have always felt like I need to cultivate different business skills out in the world within a a larger corporation before I consider doing something like that. But I really didn't start with a business mindset when I was going into school. I actually started as an international studies major. Um, It was just really interested in culture and diversity, which again loops back to marketing and branding because I feel like 
so much of marketing is how you're communicating to different targets and different groups of people. And there, there's international marketing and how your brand translates to other regions. And so that's another way that it kind of looped in for me because you do get so much exposure to different cultures and, um, you know, the way you communicate different elements of your brand and your business can change between even just regions within the UK, let alone a, another country. 100%. You'll talk to somebody in Scotland maybe completely differently than you will to somebody down the road in England. So Mariah, how did you end up choosing Scotland? Why did you choose to come here? Everybody asks me this and I, they're always sh- surprised that my answer is really just, I loved Scotland. I was just, I don't even know anybody that is from Scotland. I don't have family in Scotland, although I did take a DNA test and it says that I'm 42% Scottish, but I just started researching Scotland and just fell in love with the culture and the people and the, the history and art. And then I came here um, in undergrad as well for a semester and fell in love with it even more. I just think it, it's so unique, especially being from somewhere like Indiana. We definitely don't have castles. We don't have mountains and cliffs and the sea and, I just feel like there's so much more going on here and it, it's so it's so much more rich in history than than what I'm used to. So I just love it. Which is weird for, as obviously I'm not Scottish either, I'm Irish, um, but to, maybe to us or to me, Indiana and the States is like, it's so exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana is not exotic, but we have a lot of corn. So we've had this conversation before. I keep running into people from Fort Wayne. I don't know anybody from Indiana that's left Indiana. It's kind of one of those places you just stay your whole life. And then since moving over here, which is also a bit random, Scotland is, is a place I feel like for American expats, there's not hundreds of us here, but it feels like everyone I meet is from Indiana. It's bizarre. It's very strange. We were at a comedy night. The The host was chatting to, he chats to people in the audience like before the show starts with the different uh, comics the whole audience was from Indiana. He's like, where are you from, Fort Wayne? Where are you from? Somewhere else, somewhere else in Indiana, which I don't know anybody where else in Indiana. But So Mariah, going back to branding for a little bit, for a total beginner, like our veterinarians, obviously they come from a healthcare background. They may not necessarily be business savvy or business minded. What, what is branding? What is brand management? And how do you create a brand? Mm-hmm. I would say it's really how you communicate the message of your company and what your company stands for and represents through collateral and imagery and messaging and and just what you want your company to represent in the mind of the consumer. And I think that is what is so important and powerful about branding is that every customer is going to have in their own mind, when you think of any brand, Nike, what have you, you have a story that you tell yourself about what that represents and what that means. And branding allows you as the business to kind of control that narrative and how you want the customer to think about you. So it's so important that you really invest time in cultivating your brand and your brand image. And again, that's through consistent imagery, consistent messaging, icons, tone of voice, just how you present yourself to the customer. And the more consistent um, and frequently that you're doing that, you're going to enhance your brand image in the mind of the consumer so that you have those keywords that the customer thinks of when they think of your brand. Covetris represents this and, and they're the best in this area. And that's what you where you need to get to with your branding, no matter what company you're working in. 100%. Like it's, it's a lot more than just 
a logo. I feel like when people think about brand, they think about yeah. maybe just the logo and even just the, the exactly mm-hmm. and just even the color scheme. I always say that people buy from people. It's really important to have that kind of authentic, very clear brand. So, for instance, I might go to. I wouldn't necessarily have any kind of loyalty to a specific supermarket, but if I am speaking to a cashier, there's somebody in there that I like. I'm almost more likely to go back there, even if a different supermarket has a better price point. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's really important to make it feel personal and emotive, and people really respond to things like that. They don't want it; doesn't want to come across cold or or too professional. And, and it depends on what industry you're in. Obviously, in something like the medical field, you, you do want to come across as a professional brand, but there's a line there where you still need to make it feel personal and and a bit warm, especially I feel like in, in 2020 when branding is more important than ever because we're not getting the opportunity to be face-to-face with customers. So this is really how we're representing ourselves and coming across as people and as a business. Um, and how do you think people can be more clear about their brand? It's a very long process from from the, the, the thought of what this brand is going to be to the actual implementation. What are some activities that a veterinarian can do to get really clear on their brand? So I think first, what is most critical and important is that you have a strategy set for, for your company, for your business. This is where we want to be. This is what direction we want to go. And then that will inform how you want your brand to come across. And I think something that happens quite often when people have a weak brand image or what I like to say, if you would to, were to do something like a brand perceptor, which is basically polling your customers, what are the keywords that you think of when you think of our business or our brand? And you get a lot of um, different answers in response to that. There's not a, there's not a clear something that represents your company um, that shows that you ha- you don't have great brand equity and you don't have great brand awareness and to your point how you can improve that is again to have a clear strategy of what you want your company to represent and to not fall into the trap of trying to be too many things i think that creates a really weak brand image when they you want to be the best in so many areas and you want to um, represent so many different things, it's confusing to the customer. The, the message lacks clarity. So whatever you do decide you want to represent your brand and what are those keywords, you want to keep it to just a few key statements um, and really focus in on that so that you're not trying to be the everything for everyone because that'll just dilute your brand image. Um, and messaging and in everything that you're doing and creating any touch points being really consistent in the look and feel again as well uh, colors and icons and things like that they are important and everything that you do in that regard should be intentional um, from the colors and the shapes and and how it comes across to the customer um, and, and the look and feel it should always be consistent and simple. So I would say clarity and consistency are the two most important things that you can do to really enhance your brand uh, messaging and image and, and strengthen your brand representation. That's a really good point. So I, I suppose a lot of people will think of online methods of marketing and branding now, so social media, e-shots, email marketing, that kind of stuff. What are some ways that we could brand ourselves offline? I think especially we've done within Covetris a couple webinars and things like that that we've offered to customers. There's um, branding on billboards and things like that that you can do when you're walking down the street. I think I read somewhere that it was like 
it takes an average of 50 impressions um, from an ad or an image for that to stick in the mind of the consumer and them to associate that with you. So to your point, it's really important that these touch points are frequent. And if it is offline um, during COVID, if, if it's possible to send out pamphlets or letters or just any touch point, again, to enhance your messaging, because the more frequently that you're interacting and you're putting that image in front of the minds and the eyes of consumers, the more chance you have that that messaging is going to stick. Good point. But I think I think it's also a important to note that don't bombard your customers with messaging. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, when, when people try to do too much or too many things, there's a loss of quality and, and consistency there. So just keeping your message and your communication simple and, and just the right amount of touch points. So Maria, who in the business and marketing and branding world do you follow? If a, if a vet was looking for some maybe influencers, some speakers, thought leaders to get more information, who do you, who do you follow? I think, I wouldn't say there's any marketing professional that I look to, but I always remember something I learned in business school about your own personal brand and how each of us, just like a business, we have our own personal brand. And so I would say that I look to people that, you know, I look up to and respect classic Oprah, what have you, and see how they're presenting themselves and how we can work kind of whatever angle that they're using into a business, into our own personal brand, um, because it, it's all it's all branding, you know, at the end of the day. Could you talk a little bit about developing a, a mission statement? Yeah, so I would start with a classic SWOT analysis and just looking at what does the market look like? Where is there a gap? And where do we have skills or capabilities that maybe other businesses and companies don't have? And when you identify both where there's a gap, where you want to go and what resources and capabilities you have that you can take advantage of, um, it is helpful to then inform your mission strategy and, and where you want to go. Because again, obviously the mission strategy is where do we want to go as a brand? It's aspirational and it's also directional. So you should be, shooting for the moon, but also have a clear path to that. Um, so I think that knowing where you stand and where you want to go is obviously the first step in, in developing that mission statement. And again, it should be one max, two sentences, simple, clear, concise. Again, not trying to do everything for everyone. Just what is the main goal that you want to accomplish and the main path that you want to pave for yourself as a business? Amazing. So what can we expect from Covetris in uh, 2021? What kind of things are you guys working on? So we are putting more effort behind our own branding. I think as, as a team, we've done a lot of work in making that clearer and crisper and, and more professional. Um, and also an initiative that we call Voice of the Customer, which is a really critical piece for every brand is to understand your market, uh, your customers, what they're interested in, what your customers care about so that you can fine tune your messaging to be more relevant to your customer. Um, and just to understand a baseline of, of who your customer is and what they care about is in, relevant in all 
aspects of marketing. So we are putting a lot of effort behind gathering this baseline feedback on our on our customers and who they are and, and what they're interested in. And also um, some elements of brand perceptor, which I talked about earlier, which is understanding where we are at in the minds of consumers, what they think of us when they hear Covetris and what that represents to them. And again, if that is, there's a big disparity there between what different customers think, focusing in on again, promoting our brand in ways that reinforce our, our brand image and our messaging and where we want to go to really fine tune and hone that into this is what Covetris wants to represent um, and making sure that that message is clear and concise. So I think for 2021, it's a big focus on enhancing our brand image, improving our brand equity, um, and just getting to know our customers better and how we how we interact with them. Exactly. And what's next for the personal brand of Mariah Frederick? <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really cheesy, didn't it? <laughs> I have no. I'm just trying to survive 2021. <laughs> you and me both. Um, <sighs> Mariah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I've really enjoyed it today. You're going to come back and talk to us again about branding and marketing? Absolutely, anytime. Fantastic. Listen, Mariah, take care of yourself. We'll talk to you soon. A big thank you to Mariah for joining me on the Waiting Room Podcast. If you want to keep up with the latest Covetris news, you can join in the conversation at Covetris UK on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Or you can visit our website at covetris.co.uk. Until the next time, guys. Take care.